The first road trip for the Seattle Kraken brought tough puck luck, a bunch of injuries, and a 1-3-1 and record. But it wasn't all bad. They did get Yanni Gord back into the lineup, and the next handful of days, they will get to do what they haven't done much since the beginning of the season, and that is practice. This episode of Locked on Kraken is called, in the immortal words of Drake... Locked on Kraken, your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken. I am your host, Erica Lindsay Ayala, and we want to thank you for making Locked on Kraken your first listen Every day, I'm coming to you with a little bit of a raspy voice after being in New Jersey to see the Seattle Kraken on the road against the Devils. Now, it wasn't the end result that the Seattle Kraken wanted. As with every other game, there were some things to take away, but more than anything, I get the sense that the Seattle Kraken are relieved to be heading home. But don't take my word for it. We're going to hear from Dave Haxtell and, of course, the captain, Mark Giordano. But we're going to start with the good news. Yanni Gord returns to the lineup. I shouldn't say he returns because he made his first start as a member of the Seattle Kraken. Yanni Gord had off-season surgery after coming over from Tampa, of course, winning the Stanley Cup with Tampa, and The expectation at the time of the expansion draft was that we wouldn't see Yanni on the ice until November, maybe even December, according to what Ron Francis was telling us at training camp. But also at training camp, general manager Ron Francis and Dave Haxtell, more so Ron than Dave, though, mentioned that Yanni Gord was putting in good time and his recovery and his timeline and his plan we're a bit ahead of schedule. So let's hear from Yanni Gord about why he got the start yesterday. What made it so that this was the right time for Yanni Gord to make his first appearance with the Seattle Kraken? Um, just how I feel. Um, the timing of the game, uh, not playing a back-to-back, obviously. Uh, there's a few days in between this game and the next game, so all of that in consideration of, and how I felt uh, and um, how the team felt about uh, putting me out there. So that's, that's really how it went. So you heard it there. It was a little bit of just looking at the schedule and knowing that Yanni could hit the ice tonight and then have a few days of rest just to see how he's recovering. We did hear from Yanni Gord post-game as well. He said he's feeling fine. He did mix it up, but so did 
just about everyone else on the Seattle Kraken in this Devils game. But uh, he seemed no worse for the wear. So that's a good sign, having Yanni Gord back. It did, however, mean that my personal favorite pairing, the Triple J line, was separated. Yanni Gord filled in that spot for McCann. And because of that, there were actually a lot of shakeups to the lineup. Um, now, Dave Haxtell talked about this pregame. Um, Yanni Gord would not let on to uh, Yanni Gord would not let on to who he was paired with, which is fine. Um, but we did eventually get to see the lines, and here were the, the rush lines, and here's what we saw. Um, from the Seattle Kraken in yesterday's game. We saw, again, the Triple J line got separated. It was Gord centering uh, Jaden Schwartz and Jordan Eberle. Then you had McCann slide in with Tanev, and it was Geeky on the right wing. Wenberg centering Bastion, who, of course, was having a homecoming of sorts, and Donskoy on the right and then Shahan with Donato and Appleton, Gio and Susie, Larson and Alexiak, and Lausen or Lazan and Dunn. Now, Vince Dunn was a game time decision, we heard from Dave Haxtell. They also had Alex Barre Boulet available. Another change, and you know, in my last two squad casts with Rachel Donner from Locked on Flyers and Trey Matthews from Locked on Devils, you heard me talk about Chris Drieger and wanting to get him some time. He got between the pipes in Philly as that game got out of hand, and apparently he also tweaked something in that game. So Joey Decord gets the call up. Now Joey was with the Seattle Kraken, in preseason, and then was assigned to uh, the Charlotte Checkers. Now, you may remember that we had Tara Black from the Charlotte Checkers um, on the podcast, but Joey Decord had a really good outing with the Charlotte Checkers. Uh, 26 saves for the win for Charlotte the other night, Um, and so he gets called up. For all intents and purposes, I liked Joey's game. I liked to start. And um, you heard from Dave Haxtell in the post game. I actually asked Dave about what he saw in Joey Decord. Thought he got a, got, gave the Seattle Kraken a solid start. He said that Joey made the right saves at the right time. And I liked that. I liked that from Dave Haxtell. But just like we've seen with Grubauer and a little bit with Drieger, but, you know, he came in halfway through the game in Philadelphia and then, of course, with the injury. But the some of the goals that, that, that Decord let in, fluky goals. So the Seattle Kraken dropped this game in Philadelphia 4-2. to The last goal for, uh, excuse me, they dropped the game to the Devils, four to two. The last goal was a empty net goal, so that won't count against Joey. But so three three goals let in, and it was off of rebounds. 
the back door was wide open for the Seattle Kraken. I've been talking on the podcast. I'm a little bit concerned about defense. The great Allison Lucan talked about this, if you noticed, pregame and then a little bit postgame. I didn't see the full postgame report, so apologies to you, Allison, but I'm sure it was great, and I have it DVR'd. But um, Allison Lucan talked about, and this is something, uh, uh, shout out to my good friend Dan Rice. He and I cover what is now known as the PHF, Premier Hockey Federation, formerly the NWHL, but got to catch up with him. He's a New Jersey Devils beat writer for a long time. And I, I was telling him, for a team that said their bread and butter was going to be defense, you're seeing a lot of odd man rushes. You're seeing the defense have to chase down on the back check. So the only reason that would happen with a team that is allegedly built to be good on defense is that the defense is pinching. And wouldn't you know, Allison Lucan broke that down on Root Sports as part of the analysis, the studio analysis, although she was coming in remote from Ohio. Love the backdrop. She's representing women's pro hockey in Seattle, NHL to Seattle, and of course, Black Girl Hockey Club. You're doing great, sweetie. You're doing amazing. Love it, Allison Lucan, friend of the pod, mind you. Going to have to have Allison back. But that's the only way that happens. These players on the Seattle Kraken, they're not known as, uh, you know, the most offensive defenseman in the National Hockey League. But there's something about this system where they're pinching and they're getting burned. So that's something that is going to have to change. Either they're going to have to, you know, learn how to get back or they might have to play a little bit more conservative. Um, we had a clip from Mark Giordano. I actually asked him in preseason and during training camp about defense. What is the defensive identity? And he said the defense wants to show off that they're good skaters. That's what he said. Really jumping up in the offense. So again, there's a directive. The Seattle Kraken wants their identity to be to get some offense from their defense. Get that. Totally understand. But there's nothing that burns my grits more than a defender getting up in the offense at the sake of good defense. Like, do your first job before you get a promotion, right? That's what they tell you. That's what they tell you. Do your first job before you try and get a promotion. So for those of you who have heard me um, call women's hockey games or even do analysis for basketball, I've probably mentioned it a time or two on Locked on Kraken, I am a stickler for good defense. So by association, I cannot stand sloppy defense. And the Seattle Kraken... I've been telling you on the podcast, I've got concerns. And Joey Decord, he he gets the L. He gets those goals on his record. But at least two of them were backdoor. And uh, at, at some point, there's not that much you can do. Not that much you can do. So, yeah. Um... Can you tell I have thoughts? I definitely have thoughts. All right, but as I mentioned, 
Um, of course, the episode is called Just Hold On, We're Going Home, because finally the Seattle Kraken are headed back to the Pacific Northwest, and on Saturday, we'll open up at Climate Pledge Arena for the first time. Now, we're going to talk about a few things. We're going to talk about what's going to happen between today. The Seattle Kraken will travel home today and uh, Saturday, including what has to happen at Climate Pledge Arena. Now, they've been given the green light. To open up, there's uh, already some events that are happening, but as far as everything having everything in place, are they going to be ready? I don't know. So all that and more coming up on Locked on Kraken. But uh, before we move on, let me tell you about Built Bar. I tell you what, I got home 1 o'clock in the morning Eastern time, opened up my mailbox, and what was there? My shipment of Built Bar. It is so exciting. Truly. I, I, I truly get so excited to get these protein bars covered in chocolate directly in my mailbox. And, and the flavors or the flavor that I was sent this week, blueberry muffin. Blue, who doesn't love a blueberry muffin? Actually, I don't really like blueberry muffins, but I appreciate the idea of blueberry muffins, a staple. So I'm going to have to leave these to my sister. I just don't like blueberries. It's not that I don't like Built Bar. I love Built Bar. I think about cookie dough chunk every day because I know that it's 130 to 180 calories per bar covered in chocolate, but only four to five grams of net carbs, only four to five grams of sugar per bar. But you know, for the traditionalists, there's nine original flavors. And we we talked about it with Trey, we talked about it with Rachel and Jess, all Jess Belmasto from Locked On Flames, all part of the Locked On family. And all of us have our, our different takes, our unique favorite flavors. Although I think it was Rachel that agreed with me on that cookie dough chunk. If you haven't tried it, highly recommend. But if you want to go the traditionalist route, maybe you just want a, a mint brownie or, you know, coconut, raspberry, orange, cherry barcia, nine original flavors, all fantastic. Again, all 130 to 180 calories. Go for it. Get yourself the mix box. You'll get two of each of the original nine flavors. And because you are a, a long term listener. Ever since July 1st of this podcast, we want to give you 15% off when you make your next order at Built.com. So go to Built.com, pick up whatever you like, cookie dough chunk, and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order at Built.com. Head over to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built Bar. So I told you all about my love for Built Bar. It is This is real. This is a real thing, people. But uh, because we love you, make sure you use that promo code for Built.com. And thank you for making Locked on Kraken your first listen of the day. All right. So talked about Yanni Gord. I ranted, slightly ranted about defense. I have feelings, people. But, um... The episode is called, again, Just Hold On, We're Going Home, because we're going to get to see the Seattle Kraken. 
They're going to return home. They're, they're on their way today. They have the day off. And then it's practice, practice, practice. That was Swan Princess. That's a deep cut. I'm obviously feeling very musical today, so you're welcome. But here's what the schedule is looking like for the Seattle Kraken. On Thursday and Friday, they will have practice at the Kraken Community Iceplex. And on Saturday, it's the real deal. Morning skate, 10.30 a.m. Pacific time at where? Climate Pledge Arena. I want to thank those of you. I got to give stick taps to Emerald City Hockey. Also, the Storm Chasers, the Seattle Storm have a fantastic account that's covering the team, Storm Chasers. Between those two accounts and a few others, but I want to give those two a shout out because they are friends of the pod, friends of me as the podcast host. They they were giving exclusive looks into Climate Pledge Arena. So Climate Pledge Arena is opening up to fans. They're giving people a first look from the team's that are going to play there, the Seattle Storm of the WNBA. And yes, this is a hockey podcast, but this is a Seattle hockey podcast. So I will talk about Seattle sports. And the Seattle Storm are the team with four championship banners that are already hanging in the rafters at Climate Pledge Arena. That is for someone very specific. You know who you are. You know what you said. And we're going to move on. Anyway... Thank you to the Storm Chasers. Thank you to Emerald City Hockey. Now, Emerald City Hockey, shout out to my guys over there. They actually also gave little pictures that give you an idea of of the menu options and the prices at Climate Pledge Arena. What I will say, though, is although Climate Pledge Arena has been given the stamp of approval, they are officially open, I think it's far from done. It's not quite done. Similarly to Kraken Community Iceplex, there's parts of that where people are still walking around in hard hats. So I'm not in Seattle. As as you know, I was at the Devils game. I'm on the East Coast. Um, won't be there for a little bit. Probably get there in the next month or so to catch the Kraken at home. Um, but I, 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 I just wonder what it's going to look like. I'm holding on to faith. Hold fast. Stay true. Let's go Kraken. But I do have concerns. But anyway, the Seattle Kraken will have their morning skate at Climate Pledge Arena. They will then play the Vancouver Canucks at Climate Pledge Arena. We'll get to hear the goal song. Sounds like it's going to be lithium. Don't have official confirmation on that, but I am definitely keeping eyes on that because I might have something in the works for when we get that official, but we should know by Saturday. And then on Monday and Tuesday, they're going to be at Climate Pledge Arena. Now, on Tuesday, of course, that's a morning Montreal Canadiens, but there's uh, some things, and there was someone I, forgive me, to this man sorry to this man I did not catch his name but he was in the media scrum yesterday and he was asking everyone post game about how difficult is it going to be to play a game on ice you've never played on before and why does this matter so if you watch Root Sports John Forsland with the fantastic Jen Mueller I think that's how you say it Jennifer Jen met her yesterday 
fantastic. Love what you're doing. Anyway, Jen and John had a conversation about what is, what do you do at Morning Skate? John kind of joked, I don't even really know. But one of the things he eventually did say is that sometimes you want to see how the boards, how does the puck bounce off the boards? Is there, you know, sometimes ice is not perfect. It is, uh, you know, arenas are not perfect. Maybe there's a little bit of a divot, a slant, a whatever. You want to feel it out. The Seattle Kraken will not have home advantage. Well, no one in theory should have an advantage because no one's ever hit the ice there before. That's why going home is so important. It goes into getting getting acclimated with CPA, Climate Pledge Arena. It's about getting more practice time. Yeah, we talk in practice. So Allen Iverson maybe didn't understand the importance of practice, but right now at 1-3-1, and one, the Seattle Kraken, oh yeah, they want some practice. But here's what Captain Geo had to say about I asked him, okay, you're not having practice, so what are you doing instead? I asked him about that, and then you'll hear him also talk about, yeah, why practice is going to be key for this team. Well, I thought we had a bit way better pushback tonight when we got down. I thought um, we started to, to carry the play. We started to really generate, and the third one really stings. I think uh, anytime we, we had sort of had it and then, they got possession, got in our zone, and, and uh, the third one hurt. But I thought we still pushed. I thought in the third, uh, they were they were definitely doing a good job of clogging the neutral zone as much as they could. But uh, it was it was good to get the power play and then and then have a push. We just couldn't, like you said, we couldn't find a way to get inside and get that extra goal that we needed. It seemed like all night. So we definitely have a lot of areas to clean up. I, I, don't, I obviously um, obviously this road trip didn't go the way we we envisioned. We Felt like uh, other than the Philly game, they're all pretty much one goal games and close games. But we got to find ways to to generate more a little bit. I think, especially in these last three. Yeah, we. I mean, we had a little. Uh, there's no excuses, obviously, but we 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 need we definitely need some practice time. You can you can see it in little areas of the game. Uh, uh, we got to sharpen up, and uh, we'll get two good ones in. I think when we get home, and then uh, a little homestand. So it's going to be really good for our team. Yeah, I mean our coaches are, are doing doing their best to, to try and show us show us video, show us clips. Uh, I think we play what did we play five and eight on this trip, so it's hard to get practices in and, and go through it that way. But um, I think I think you could see guys are, are are thinking and doing the right things and trying to get above people and all that sort of stuff. It's just little breakdowns within the game that cost us these last last couple. And uh, I think getting home and getting the a uh, week week at home practice. You know, home opener, it's going to go a long way for this team. Gio, always cool, always calm, always collected. That's why he's our captain. That's why he's our captain. But uh, coming up next on Locked on Kraken, you know, let's let's get into what the schedule is looking like and some keys to success. Coming up next, let's just go through what to expect on the schedule uh, what to expect from the Seattle Kraken team, what they need to work on, defense. And then also I'll give you an update. So next week I'm going to be traveling. I'm moving. Um, so I'm going to be traveling, and I want to give you um, just a little bit of what to expect next week from Locked on Kraken. But right now, let me tell you about betonline.ag. They are back and better than ever. It's a new web interface. And just in time for the start of the NBA season, because we just finished the WNBA season, but it includes more props, odds, and lines than ever before. 
Bet Online remains your number one spot for NBA and football action this season. So head to the new and updated website on your desktop, laptop, mobile device, whatever you got, and sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You just use promo code Locked On, and you'll get that 50% welcome bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, and of course, the National Hockey League, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. So I broke down what the practice schedule is going to look like, at least up until Tuesday's game, but let's talk about the schedule. So, again, the big one, Yanni Gord said he's had this one circled on his calendar for a while. I mean... <laughs> He's one of us, right? Am I right? Am I right? The Vancouver Canucks on October 23rd. Then the team will, again, be practicing at Climate Pledge Arena. So not at Kraken Community Iceplex, but at CPA. They will then uh, have their morning skate at CPA before taking on the Montreal Canadiens at 7 p.m. local time. Then they will... uh, We'll see if they do a practice on Wednesday. Might be an off day for the team before they get ready for the Minnesota Wild. Minnesota. I like it. And then uh, Friday, Saturday are free days. We'll see if they get rest or if they get some practice. Probably thinking they'll get some practice in before one of my hometown teams, the New York Rangers, comes into town. I've said it before just to be clear. I have never had an NHL team before this season. So, yeah, the Rangers play in my city. But, um, yeah, that's that's about it. They shared a building with the New York Liberty at one time. And then Dolan did Dolan things. And, you know, here we are. Anyway, <laughs> we're not going to talk about that. Um, okay, so so what do we what do we expect? You know, we've seen the Rangers had that a fantastic game against Toronto. Minnesota's looking good. Um, I haven't I haven't uh, really touched base with what Montreal's got going on. But what we do know is again, this is a 1-3 and 1 team. Lots of 4-3 finishes. 4-2, 4-3. Seattle It's defense. It's it's defense for me, dog. It's the defense for me, dog. I, I just, I've been saying it even even since pre like, you know, you listen to the podcast, right? I'm not making this up. You watch what Allison's saying on Root Sports. The defense. I don't know what's going on there. I don't like it. Play defense first and then worry about the rest. Because that's what's killing you right now. That's what's killing you. Another thing I will say is the puck luck for Eberly in particular. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, that doesn't excuse what's happening on the defensive end, but Jordan Everly is not getting the benefit of the doubt. The right yawning net, right in front of the the face of the goal, and the puck bounced in a weird way, and then as he went to settle the puck, his stick blade gets caught in the goalie's glove because at first without the replay I'm like why is he trying to get fancy you know like he looked like he was doing some crazy handles but it's because he was trying to jockey his stick blade 
out of the goalie's glove. Wh what? So, ah, uh, I feel for you, boys. I feel for you indeed. Um, so we'll see what happens there. As promised, I want to let you know what to expect next week. Now, you know, we still have some shows this week, but I want to let you know what to expect for next week. Sharon Nyree Williams, the voice behind one of the absolute best sizzle videos I've ever seen. So we're going to talk to Sharon about that, about being from Seattle and about her work in the Seattle community and how that relates to how the Seattle Kraken are trying to build community as part of the One Roof Foundation and how the Kraken team falls into that. But we'll have Sharon on YouTube. And I think it might be time for you to hear from Blake. There are a few things that you'll hear on Locked on Kraken. Uh, every once in a while, I will sprinkle in an almost famous reference. I will definitely talk about women's sports in Seattle and you'll hear me talk about Blake Bolden. So I think it's time that you hear from Blake and the awesomeness that is Blake for yourself. So I'm really excited. Next week's episodes will already be pre-recorded. So if you want updates on what's going on with the Seattle Kraken, make sure you follow Locked on Kraken on social media, including on Facebook, because I will have the opportunity to do live hits, little quick hits, and I will give updates. Monday's show will be a traditional show. I'll still be here in New York. So we'll do that Monday. We'll get to recap the first ever Seattle Kraken home game. It's going to be so exciting. I'm only sad that I'm missing it. But it's probably good that I stay here and get my things packed. Because it, I'm not packed. I have held out as long as possible. So I didn't have to break down my YouTube setup. But anyway, that's you don't need to know all that. So Monday's show, we will recap the first ever Seattle Kraken home game. We'll get you ready for the week as far as what the Seattle Kraken are going to be doing on the ice. And you'll hear from Sharon. We'll have that broken up and Blake Bolden. So next week's theme is really going to be about building community and reaching out and making sure that hockey is truly for everyone. Today, with the Everett Public Library, I will be doing a Kraken 101, so check the show notes and on social media. You still can register. We're going to talk not just about the Seattle Kraken, but about Seattle hockey. There's a pretty expansive hockey scene, and for a pretty long time in, in Seattle and the Pacific Northwest, so let's talk about it. And if you haven't seen on social media yet, if there's some things that you'd like us to hit on, let us know. Hit me up in the comments of any of the posts. Um, you can also email LockedOnKraken at gmail.com. Hope to see some of you on the stream. I look forward to engaging with you um, after Monday on social media in real time. I hope you enjoy some of the guests that we have coming up for next week. And as always, hold fast, stay true, and let's go Kraken.